Well, this is Pastor Ricky Temple. Glad you're with us on demand. One of my favorite places to be because you get the word of God in your hand when you want it. Today we talk about Mother's Day. This is my Mother's Day sermon and it really speaks to one important question. Some good investment advice from a mother. You know, the whole series I'm in is about investments and it's about how you make investments in things that will really matter. And a mom gives her son in leadership, a king, some really good advice. Some specific things, four things specifically, she says to him, you need to watch out for. One is the ladies and some other things I'll tell you about in just a minute. So you don't want to leave. Stay right there. Good investment advice from a mom that will change your life. Stay right there and enjoy today's word. I'll pray for you on the back end of this. Stay right there. Well, glad to have you back. I am thrilled today to see Moms Be Honored. I'm a big Mother's Day fan. I'm a Father's Day fan too, but I'm a big Mother's Day fan. And I wanted to take some time and just share with you from Proverbs 31, a text that really simply gives some practical advice for things that a mom said to her son. But I want to set the stage for the rest of the series, and I want you to understand where we're headed. The big word that we're going to use is the word investment. Now, I know some of you might want me to talk about money investment, right? But that's not what the goal is today. Even though that's a good idea. I believe in being an investor. And I'm a big believer in investing over time. Consistency is where the real money grows over time. You take your time, you're consistent, you save, you invest, you grow and prosper over time. But let me just say, the practical way you build your life is by investing in your life. And so I want to talk about that side of it today, investing in you. You are the focus. And a mother sits her son down and she gives him some practical, simple advice that can change his life. But let me set the stage for the entire series. There's four parts to the series that I want to cover, four things that I want to say uh, in the entire series that I think will be helpful. Number one, family investments, which is what we'll talk about today. A mother is going to give her family some advice, and this is going to help her son make better choices. Number two, personal investments. Personal investments deal with your growth, investing in your growth. I I find it fascinating that people are so interested in everybody else's growth, everybody else's advancement, but they're they're not interested in their own advancement. So what is it that you need to do for you? I know pastors are so focused on teaching their members that they don't grow themselves. Nobody teaches them. So we'll talk about that and the importance of you not only having family growth, but personal growth. Then we're going to talk about something called mythical investments. Mythical investments um, are things you invest in that just aren't true. It's just a way of thought, an assumption you develop that isn't true. It may feel like it's true. It may sound like it's true but it's really all mythology. It's not true at all. So family is important, right? Personal growth, personal investments are important. And then mythological investments, we want to talk about those because I I really believe a lot of Christians, a lot of sincere people who love the Lord and they're praying and they're going to church and they're giving their money and they're doing, but there's a lot of myth in what they think. And it's not God's fault. It's the way we teach people, which is going to lead me to a, a study that I can't wait to teach you is on theology. It's called Understanding the God We Love. And that's our next series down the road. And I'll talk about how we don't always understand the God we serve. We talk about him, 
And we think he is all about dancing or worshiping and singing and all that's good stuff. But understanding God is one is one thing and that can change your life. So we'll talk about that. Then we're going to talk about bad investments. I'm going to talk to you about things that are just bad to do. And I'll talk about some bad investments I made uh, and how those things didn't really advance me. Sometimes in life, when you spend your time on things that don't advance you, you look back and you go, I spent five years on that. I spent 10 years doing that. I spent 20 years. And you realize that what you've been doing is not investing in yourself. So I want to start with family investments today. Proverbs 31, a mom's advice to her son. And I want you to look at the text. It's in Proverbs 31, starting at verse 2. Listen, my son, listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor to be, nor for rulers to crave beer. Least they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Lest, let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Now, there are four things in this text that I read to you a moment ago that say, a lot. And there are four things I want you to notice. Number one, the first piece of advice she gives him is to listen, invest to in, in listening, rather. Invest in listening. Let me get it right. You need to be a listener. Listen to how she says this in verse two. Listen, my son. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son. There's something about this ability to just stop and listen. How good are you at that? Not, not talking, not giving advice but just listening. For those of you who teach, for those of you who desire to be influential in the world, if you're not careful, your focus can simply be talking. But this mother said, son, I want you to be a listener. Number two, invest, he says, not only in listening, but I want you to invest in women wisely. Invest in women wisely. And this is all about romance, people. This is all about you. And if you were with me in my study of Samson, you saw how he got out of line of control. There's nothing wrong with being in love. There's nothing wrong with having a passion, if you're a guy, for a woman in your life. There's nothing wrong with having a passion for a guy in your life. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, the way she says it to him is, don't give your strength, your vigor. Don't let all of who you are be sowed into this. When every song, every thought, every day is about who you're going to find, who you're going to date, and who you're going to hook up with, and that's all it is, she tells her son, the king, listen, uh, that's a bad investment if that's all you're focused on. What is your dream? What are you investing your time in now? You're so focused on finding a mate or finding somebody to be with, finding somebody to marry, that you're not focused on investing in yourself. So I want you to notice the first thing. He says, invest in, she says, invest in listening. Number two, invest carefully in women. And, and, and let me just broaden it and say, be careful when you invest in romantic pursuits, because that's really what the text is about. 
Don't allow that to dominate your life. And thirdly, this piece of advice is simple. Invest in sobriety. Don't get lost and just be high all the time. There's something about being a person who is um, living for the next high. You know, this drug culture really is tragically sad. Because what it does is it, it somehow convinces you that the, the only thing in life is the next party, the next high, the next moment. And you're living on manufactured good feelings. They're not real. It's artificial. So she says, I want you to make sure you invest in listening. Be careful how you invest in romantic pursuits, specifically for men, how you invest in women. And then I want you to make sure you're careful about how you invest in your sobriety. If you are caught up in getting high, and I want you to listen carefully to how she says it. It's not for kings, not for kings to drink wine. Somebody said, well, now, wait a minute. Now, right there, Reverend, hold on for just a second. I'm trying to say I shouldn't drink. <laughs> you know, I, I, am, I, I don't think you die and go to hell because you drink. I mean, specifically, the new versions say, talks about wine, talks about beer. And so I have lost a lot of you because you might have one in your hand right about now, even though it's early <laughs> or whenever, whatever time is where you are. I don't want to get on the beat up on the wine kick. I don't want to get on. I'm not a drinker. The reason I don't drink is because I probably like it. That's probably why I shouldn't drink because I'll probably like it. My family has had no success with drinking. None. It's been all downhill for all the guys who did it. So I made a vow to drink just stuff that's not intoxicating. I'm happy on just my life. I'm high on my life. I feel good about my life. But, but what I want you to notice is sobriety in this text and in the Bible as a whole is encouraged. You know, there are places you see people drinking, but you don't have the kind of stuff that you're doing in the Bible where people are getting high and toasted. And you say, well, no, I'm not. What do you mean me? I'm not getting high. I know, I know. But some of you know that's where you are. You're in a very dangerous place. And, and what's interesting is I, if you listen to how it's said, it's so strong. She's so specific. This is what she says. She says, it's not for kings, Lemuel, it's not for kings to drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer. Least they drink and forget. The problem is when you start going down this road of patching up your emotions with, with, with alcohol and drugs, you start forgetting stuff. And what's interesting is you end up forgetting the people that need you, the poor. Listen to how she says it. At least they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all of the oppressed of their rights. Boy, I love that. Strong, clear, and pointed. You just start forgetting stuff. What have you forgotten because you're so focused on a woman, romance, love? You're so focused on the next high that you don't see how your life is drifting away. A mother pulls her son aside and says, come here, boy. Come here, sir. Let me tell you something. You need to be careful because if you're not careful, your investments will lead you to a bad place. What you ought to invest in, she says, is justice. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Now, this whole text is all about social justice to the king who's in charge of it in this culture. And you need to make sure that you care for those who are destitute. Speak up. Judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. It's really just strong, clear, and plain. What a mama. 
This is the kind of stuff mothers do. And I love, I love the thought of the advice that mothers give, so it made me come up with my own list. There are five things that my mother invested in me, five investments that I think were really life-changing that helped me all my life. I was raised by my mom alone as a single parent, and part of that experience uh, was, um, first of all, it was amazing. I don't have any bad memories. I don't have any bad memories in my rearing as a child, none. I don't have any, anything to cry over, anything to feel bad about. She was a truly uh, devoted person to me in every way you can imagine. And I say that because it's really, it's, it's important. And sometimes, sometimes when, you, when you, you, know, you say this, well, what about your dad? Well, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. We just weren't raised together. And it's just, you know, there are circumstances in life that don't always allow that to happen. And in our case, in our case, it was my mom who reared me with love and passion and commitment and who sowed in me five things that I think were helpful. Number one, she sowed time into me. She invested time. She always had time for me. I, I just can't remember any time where my mother did not have time for me. I, I just can't. You know, you can, you can give money, but that's not as valuable as time. And I vowed in my role as a father to be the same way, to always have time. And I'm, I'm pretty famous for that. Always, no matter what. Number two, confidence. She always told me I was amazing. <laughs> she was a, a true cheerleader. You just felt like she was always in your corner, yelling your name, saying, go, Ricky, go, 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 go. You could do anything, be anything, have anything. She used to tell me, it's so funny, I used to like to dress up, and she'd say, you know, she never had this um, wear your Sunday clothes, and even though when you go to church, <laughs> every now and, well, we didn't go to church much. Anyway, but well, we really didn't go hardly at all. But I had Sunday clothes. I had fancy clothes because she believed in buying clothes. There's nobody but me, so she bought stuff all the time. And, and she said, you can wear this any day you want to wear it. Don't wait for Sunday because you may not live to get there. So I would dress up all the time, middle of the week. She didn't care. Wear it to school. She didn't care. No fans, no shoes, anything you want to wear. Enjoy your life. And then she'd always tell me, you look good. She'd always tell me, put your shirt in your pants. There you go. I still do it. I can't help myself. Man, I just, it, there's that. That, that look in the mirror, and she'd always come behind you and say, you're looking good, son, like Erica. She'd always compliment anything she saw. And what it did was it built incredible confidence. I mean, I fight insecurity at times like anybody, but I can play back those old compliments, and they give me strength. Third thing she gave me was instructions. She showed me how. She showed me how to do for myself. I want you to learn how to cook. I want you to learn how to clean. I want you to be able to iron your shirt. I want you to be able to wash your clothes in the sink with your hands without a, without a washing machine. I want you to know how to hang yourself up on the line. I want you to know how to handle your business. I want you to map out where you want to go on vacation. I want you just to make me map out the bus route. She used to say, listen, when we, we, I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born in Savannah, raised here for a couple, not a couple of years. In high school, we came back for a couple of years. But generally, my, my life was reared in Los Angeles. And so... My mom would say, okay, we want to go downtown. So, Ricky, tell me the bus route. 
and I would have to map out the bus. You catch number six and you get off on, on, on uh, Santa Barbara back in those days. Santa Barbara, and then you take that east, and then you, oh man, she, and then she, she let me go by myself, but she got me go with a friend. She wanted me to be able to get around, so she gave me instructions. She didn't just do things for me, she showed me how to do it. Then number four, um, she invested in me and made me a believer. And never, never, ever lied to me. She made me a believer in her. So she invested in instilling fear. She instilled fear, healthy fear. Mother never lied to me. She told me, if you do this, this will be the consequences. I had a healthy fear of her. <laughs> a fear of this, con this action will lead to this result. So she invested time. She invested confidence. She invested instruction. She invested fear. I knew better. She used to tell me, listen, I have to work and I don't have time to go down and talk to your teachers and tell you to be quiet in class, so just be quiet in class. And I don't want to ever go talk to your teachers. My mother never, ever had to go talk to my teachers about my behavior because she made it very plain and very clear, and I knew her to be a woman of her word. There's something about healthy fear, and I'm not saying that she just beat me up and all that, but she just, I believed her. Sometimes our kids don't believe us because we're not consistent. This mom in my life, invested fear. And then lastly, humility. There's something about um, <laughs> knowing that uh, you're not all that in a bag of chips. I think it's good to instill confidence in your kids. I think it's good to instill, you know, a sense of strength. But my mom had this way of showing you that you don't know everything. For example, one day, and I love this story, I was 13 years old, and I added it up the other day because I, I was hoping I was younger. I was hoping I was not 13, but I was 13 years old. And we're on the way to school, on the way to the bus. And my mom, <laughs> I said to her something about her age. And I said, you're old. And she looked at me and she said, old? Yeah, she was 33. My mom was 33 years old at the time. And so I said, yeah, you're old. And she says, um, I can beat you running. And I looked at her, I thought, <laughs> You must be, you must be tired. You, you, you going to beat me. I mean, I, I thought I was a little athlete. I thought I was all of that. And I, and my mom, my mom decided that she wanted to race. So we got down on the way to the bus. I never will forget. I remember the street we were on. I remember, I remember standing and we got down and, and we, and ready, set, go. And that woman took off like a track star. And all I could see was the back of her head. She was stroking like this. And all, I mean, I was so embarrassed. She left me off the block and I couldn't. When she went so fast, I was stunned. Humiliated, hoping nobody, man, I stopped running. I hope nobody saw that. Did you see that? Wow, that was what? Who are you? And she just laughed like, mm-hmm, I told you. Humility came upon me. And stayed. I've never challenged her since. I saw my son as my son. Uh, <laughs> she was in her 50s at the time. And my son, we were in the backyard in my house and playing baseball. And, and, and Ricky was trying to catch her. And he couldn't catch her. And he used to get so mad with her. And he, I said, Mama, why don't you let him catch you, tag you out? She said, no. You can't run. You can't, he can't win. And she would never let him win. And I remember one time he told her, he said, what kind of grandmama are you? What kind of grandmama are you? And he, it was amazing. In those moments, 
I remember feeling humbled. <clears throat> Moms teach you great lessons. If you listen. What did your mom taught you? Those are mine. What did your parent teach you? Your dad, your guardian. The person that God put in your life. Some of you say, well, Pastor, I, I never have a good relationship with my mom. I, I don't have a good mom testimony. I have a bad mom testimony. Okay. But who in your life gave you the best advice? Who invested in you? There's something about humility that transforms your life. Maybe for some of you, this is time for you to think about that. Uh, there was one thing my mom would not do. I thought, you know, I've said a lot of good things, so I thought it might throw in something that wasn't too good. A mistake I think she made. My mom <clears throat> had a rule. She said, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that. There, there are things I wish she talked to me about. There are a few things in particular. And she, she said, I don't want to put that in your head. I don't want you to think that. She was very strategic, sometimes too strategic, in my opinion. And one day I'll write a book maybe and talk more about this, because I think there's, there are things that, that, that a parent can withhold that could be helpful, that can give you insight, perspective. And there's something healthy about those healthy conversations. And in those, in those, in those moments, as I've grown older, I've learned things. I would have loved to have had that conversation with her. Didn't have that opportunity. But I do learn. I did. I will. I did. I will not get this out right now. I have learned one lesson though. That sometimes the best investment, more than telling me stories that you didn't want to tell me, is she modeled a life of consistency. She modeled a life of character. You want to be a good mom? Just be an honest mom. Be a truthful mom. My mom never lied to me, never, ever. She never, never would lie to me about anything. She just wouldn't talk about it. If she didn't want to talk about it. She said, I don't want to talk about that. But there's something healthy about you understanding the power of living in your life. Living in the space that you have right now. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray for a mom who's heard this message. Proverbs 31 tells a story about a mom who gave her son good advice. I pray for those today who have heard this message and they can identify with each of these things my mom taught me and each of the things that this mom taught her son, who was a king. And they, they, they're, they're sitting there thinking, God, that's good advice. I pray, God, for those who've heard what I said today and say, I should have listened. But now I can't go back and change it, but I can start listening today. Let me say it again. I can start listening today. And so, God, I speak healing. I speak grace. I speak clarity of thought to those today who realize I need to make some better investments. The investments of a mom can be life-changing. The investments of a parent can go a long way in your life. Take heed to those investments. Well, I pray you were blessed by the advice from a mom to her son. Let me tell you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like having your mom say, these are some things you need to do. Make sure you're honest. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you don't let women get a hold of your mind. Don't let guys get a hold of your mind either, ladies. It's all about understanding how to take advice that's good and invest it in your life. 
There's something healthy about this kind of sermon. It takes you to a place of truth. What did your mother tell you? What were the lessons that your parent or guardian taught you? Don't get so caught up in the gender here. It's not about a mother talking to a son. It's about a parent talking to a child. It's about someone helping a person who is trying to get someplace, get there. And once they get there, he wants to help them stay safe. This mom gave her son some good advice. What advice have you ignored? Let me pray for you today. This could be the day you take that good advice. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for those who, first of all, have regret that they didn't take the advice they were given. And now I pray for those who are contemplating the advice they've been given. Let this be a time when they renew their commitment to take good advice and invest that advice in their life. I thank you for this opportunity to touch their lives. May this be the beginning of a new life for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching On Demand. The Word of God has been invested in your life today. Take it and use it wisely. God bless you, and may you, especially if it's Mother's Day, remember, God called you to be a mom. If you're called to be a parent or a guardian, same thing applies. You can trust God that he's given you wisdom to invest in those that you lead. Have a great day. See you next time right here On Demand. Bye-bye.